welcome to Wednesday night. This is like a Bible school, and so uh, we, we stay on one topic for a period of time. This is actually our 12th week dealing with uh, God's desire for prosperity for you. Before that, we spent about 20 weeks on healing, and, and so this, we're all about, we're a word church. We, we believe the word. We believe the word has every answer to things that we're facing in life, and, and I don't know about you, but, but I believe God wants us to go higher in every area of our lives. Amen. Do you, do you believe that? If, if you believe that, say Amen. Say, God wants me to go higher in my life so I can do more for him. You know, our, our theme scripture has been, uh, been 3 John, and uh, where it talks about, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. This is God's desire for you. Say that with me. It's God's desire for me, for me to prosper. Amen. Pros- prosperity is, a lot of times when you he- hear the word prosperity, immediately people's mindset goes strictly to money. Well, prosperity has to do with money, but prosperity is so much more. Prosperity is, is safety. Prosperity is preservation. Prosperity is completeness and it's wholeness. It's, it's success. It's, 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 it's being lifted up in areas of your life. It's, prosperity is way beyond a material thing. Prosperity is the nature of God and it's the substance of heaven. That prosperity is the nature of God in the substance of heaven. And so you need to understand prosperity is who God is. Everything about God is about prosperity. You, you, can't, you, can't take, um, you, you can't take, hallelujah, thank you, Father. You, you have to understand you can't separate who God is from what his desire is. He is righteous, and therefore he desires his people to be righteous. He, he, his, his, the foundation of his throne is built upon righteousness and, 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 and honor, so therefore he desires his people to understand honor. You know, he, he is prosperity. Is, heaven is all about prosperity, so he wants his people operating in prosperity. It, it would be really horrible to have a, have a, have a God that, that is all about prosperity, but yet it doesn't want his people to have any. You know, I, I, you know, we just saw a good, good father. I, you know, I, I desire to be a, a good, good father. I desire to be a good father. And in the natural, there's nothing that I truly want to withhold from my wife or from, from my family. It's just, it's built on the inside of me because, because I have the nature of God on the inside of me. So you have to understand, don't let anyone limit you concerning prosperity. Don't let anyone limit you concerning, concerning material prosperity, spiritual prosperity, or soulish prosperity. Because the scripture is, I wish above all things that you prosper and that you be in health even as your soul prospers. That means God wants us to be elevated in every area of our lives. He wants us to come up higher in the way that we think. He wants us to prosper in our physical bodies. That's healing. That's completeness. That's wholeness. He wants you to prosper in your mind. He wants you to prosper in your emotions. He wants you to, you to you prosper in your business. He, he, you know, what, what, is, what, what is a wisdom? Wisdom is, produces prosperity. So this is God's desire for us. Amen? Hallelujah. I don't know about you. I could use some prosperity in my life. How about you? Hallelujah. I, I get excited about that. I love the word. Because I, I know where I came from, and, and, and I know things I've walked through, and, and I'm telling you, the Word is the answer to everything that you deal with in life. Now, if we want to get a picture of prosperity, 
We have, we have to look at the Garden of Eden. If you want to get a, a picture of prosperity, you have to get an understanding of what things were at the beginning because when you, get a, when you understand what the Garden of Eden was like, you get an idea and understanding of what God wants us to walk in today. And we've done a lot of things with prosperity so far, talking about, you know, Abraham, we're talking about uh, Isaac and Jacob, we've talked about Joseph, the, you know, we talked about the wealth being laid up for the, um, for, for the just, we've, we've talked about a lot of different things, and, and we, we've been dealing the last three, this is our third week dealing with this aspect of prosperity, but the, the covenant of prosperity and the covenant of increase, and, uh, and um. As I was praying over tonight and knew some direction I was going, there was something the Lord wanted me to, he kind of shifted gears on me this, the, you know, yesterday afternoon. And, and uh, I want you to understand something about prosperity and something about the garden. People have a mindset that the garden was a place of this, where Adam and Eve just were to sit back on big, beautiful flowers and eating grapes and eating all these fruits. And they just sat there and they were just enjoying all this prosperity. But you have to understand something about God is God is a God that works. If you look at Hebrews chapter 11, it talks about the worlds were framed by faith. By faith, the worlds were framed by the word of God. By faith. He, he established the earth by faith. And you have to understand, uh, with, with faith, you have to understand that faith works. God isn't just this one that just sits, sits back and doesn't do anything, but he's a God that works. When, what did he do when this place was a chaotic state? And, and don't have time to go in and talk about why it was at a chaotic state. But it definitely wasn't God's problem. It wasn't, God wasn't the result of the chaotic state. It was because of the fall of Lucifer. And it became, it became a chaotic place. It became a wasteland. It became a, a, a place that was void. But then it said, it said, then darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God spoke and he said, light be. See, God was working. And God's always working. God, God, God was working, and, and, and we know that he, he flung the stars. He, he, he worked. He, we know that he, he said he planted every herb-bearing seed. Uh, he, he's a farmer. He was working. He, 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 took, he took the dust of the ground, and he molded, and he shaped it. He, he was working like an artist. He, he was working. He was, he was doing something, and he, he, he stood man up, and he breathed the breath of life in him. He became something that just was like himself. God was working. Go, go to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished. Word finished there means to come to completion and perfection. And all the hosts of them, verse 2, and on the seventh day God ended his work. God was working. He ended his work. So people have this idea that when it comes to prosperity, 
It's this ultimate goal that I just need to have enough money where I can just sit back and do nothing. You know, at, you know so thinking about prosperity and get a picture of prosperity, we have to look at the garden. Let's, let's continue looking in verse 2, chapter 2, verse 15. And the Lord God took the man that he had created and put into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. See, prosperity for Adam and Eve wasn't about waiting for prosperity, but is about walking in prosperity. Too often people have an idea of they're sitting back. I'm just waiting for some prosperity. Come on, God, give me some prosperity. It's kind of like they're playing, playing Holy Ghost crap. So let me 7-Eleven or doubles, give me some prosperity. Give me some prosperity. Come on, God. I just would like just to have enough money where I can sit back and watch Young and the Restless all day long and give as you direct me. There's this pipe dream or a crack pipe dream. That I can one day have enough money where I can be lazy. Now, now think about when you think about gaining prosperity. What do you think? What do you What are you thinking about? Now, a lot of times when I hear about people talking about prosperity, they're talking about their cars, they're talking about their boats, they're talking about bigger houses, they're talking about you know their vacations, they're talking about all these things. And I'm not opposed to those things. Trust me, God gives us all things richly to enjoy. He, he blessed Abraham with goodly houses. He, you know, you, you can have the best chariots. I, I'm not against Mercedes, Jaguars, or Yugos. It, it's just you, it, it, but you have to understand, it's not about getting to a place where you sit back and do nothing. That's not the picture of the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were to be working it. They were to be walking in the blessing. And the walking in the blessing was was where they could work without sweat. They could work and have joy. They could work and just have a total sense of peace and a total sense of freedom. Why? Because they did it by faith. They did it by faith because now they're working like God worked. But we know what happened. The fall took place. Go go to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, and let's look at verse 17. And unto Adam he said, Because you hearken unto the voice of your wife, and has eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shall thou eat of it all the days of your life. That that in sorrow all the days of your life means constantly living in fear. Constantly living in fear that you're not going to have enough. Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. And the sorrow thou shalt eat of it for all the end of your days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Make sure there was something I forgot here that I wanted to communicate. Thank you, Father. Thorns also and thistles shall bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Now, I want you to get a picture here. In verse 19, it says, In the sweat of thy face 
shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground. Now here we see the Garden, the garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were in this picture perfect place where there was nothing but everything they had needed. But yet their job, their work was to tend it, to dress it, to guard it and keep it. And remember what I said, they were walking in prosperity, not waiting for prosperity. Now, let me connect something with this work aspect, because, because when God cursed, played, put the curse, he put the curse on the ground, he didn't put the curse on work. Work is not a curse. Work is not a curse. The ground was cursed. Let me say it again. Work is not a curse. God didn't curse work. He cursed the ground. Now their work was going to have to be different. Now because they were separated from him. Now they were going to have to do things more outside of the favor. Outside of the grace. Outside of the way they had worked things before. So now the way that they're working is in sorrow. Now they're working in the fact of I'm never going to get enough. Now I'm never going to have enough. Now because now I don't have what I had before. Now I'll never get back to that place. And so sometimes people, somehow people have this idea that work was the curse. No, they were always to work. It just becomes a different work. And now that you and I have made Jesus Christ the Lord of our lives, we work differently. We, we, we now, we now, God blesses the work of our hands. He blesses the work of our hands. And now we have the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now gives us wisdom to work with our hands. And he's given us, and in that, because of Jesus, we've been given a covenant. That's been established upon better promises. And now we have faith. And, and now we have the fruit of the Spirit. Now we don't have to, we, we don't have to operate out of sorrow. We don't have to operate out of fear. Why? Because what we've been redeemed from the curse. Not redeemed from work. See, people are just one day, I just hope I'm having enough money where I don't have to work. <laughs> and you say, well, you say, well, I, and I'm not saying. Different types of work. Yeah, be, be prosperous, but that doesn't mean you're going to stop working. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're going to stop working. How about having, a, having enough finances where you have to work your finances to increase your finances to where you have to work where to put your finances? And having so much finance, it's work to find out where you're going to give it. And you have so many finances, you just start, you start businesses to employ other people, to create capital, so people have jobs. And you can, and you can have, your, have the ministry that God's called you to do. But he redeemed us from the curse. The ground was cursed. Work wasn't cursed. Hallelujah. Let's go to Deuteronomy Actually, go, go to Galatians 3 first, and you can go to Deuteronomy 28. And I'm going to pick up where Vic left off last week. Hallelujah. I love when God takes me down rabbit trails. 
If it wasn't for you, it's for me. Hallelujah. Galatians. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Galatians 3. Hallelujah. Galatians 3, verse 7. It says, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. In the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith. Preach before the gospel to Abraham saying, In thee shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Hallelujah. I think in me, in thee, in Abraham, shall all the, na- all the nations be blessed. I love how he said all the nations. He, he wasn't lim- limiting, li- limiting it to an ethnic group. All the nations. He didn't say just the Jews. He, he said all the nations. Hallelujah. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful, faithful Abraham. Are you a faith? Yes. Are you a faith? Yes. Then you are blessed yes. with faithful Abraham. Yes. Hallelujah. For as many as are the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all the things that are written in the book of the law, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. Meaning you're not going to be justified. You're not receiving this blessing based on all your good works. But you're receiving it based on your faith. Amen. Remember Abraham's faith was counted to him as righteousness. And the law is not of faith. But the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. For it is written cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Hallelujah. That the blessing of Abraham, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Hallelujah. So we've been redeemed from the curse. Hallelujah. We've been redeemed. Say, I've been redeemed from the curse. Now let's go to Deuteronomy 28. Now last week, Vic... Talked about the blessings. This is the covenant of prosperity. We have a covenant. Say, I have a covenant. We have a covenant of prosperity. This, this, is, this is an agreement that Abraham and God had made. Right? We, we've established that. And Jesus now is that mediator which he took God's hand and our hand and put it together. Amen? He took my hand and God's hand and put it together and said, you are, fa- you are blessed just like faithful Abraham. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So you, you have a right to covenant prosperity. Don't let anyone convince you that it's okay to be broke. Amen. It's not okay. God, God desires prosperity in your life. It's not okay to walk around with and just be and settle for sickness and disease. Why? I have a covenant of prosperity. And you're like, why? Well, I thought you, you were talking about money. No, covenant of prosperity. That, that prosperity is involved in healing as well. Amen. Hallelujah. So last week, Vic talked about the, the blessings. I, I, I want I us to, to talk about the curses. I want to talk about the, the curses because I want you to see what you're redeemed from. See, so often we talk about what we've 
have, what we have a right to, but also if I look at the curses, then I can see what I've been redeemed from. So, so also if I look at the curses, I can also see what's my rights, right? Hallelujah. And we're, we're going to deal, deal with some of this. Now, I, if you look at verses 16 through 29, they're dealing with more of the, the health and healing and wholeness factors. But, but I, I want to deal with some of these other things. And so we're going to start in verse, verse 29. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. It says, and you shall grope at noonday as the blind grope in darkness. So someone that's cursed, what are they going to do? They grope at noonday as the blind grope in darkness. Now, and you shall not prosper in your ways. And you shall be only oppressed and robbed continually. And there shall be no one to save you. This is a curse. But I've been redeemed from the curse. So I, don't, so I don't walk around like someone that's walking around and groping as a blind person in darkness. And I will prosper in my ways. Hallelujah. And I shall not be oppressed or robbed continually. I'm redeemed from the curse. And because I'm redeemed from the curse, I'm redeemed from people stealing from me. I'm, rede- I'm redeemed from people robbing from me. And I will prosper in my ways. Look at verse 30. You shall betroth a wife, but another man shall lie with her. I, I don't like that curse. Ain't nobody going to lie with a net but me. Ain't nobody. I like what Creflo Dollar says. There's some areas I'm not sanctified in yet. You shall betroth the wife, but another man shall. That's a curse. That's a curse. No one's going to mess up my family. Because I'm redeemed from the curse. You shall build a house, but not live in it. I don't like the sound of that. If I'm going to build a house, I'm going to live in it. You shall plant vineyards, but not gather its grapes. See, that's the curse. It's working, but you can never eat the fruit of your labor. It's constantly doing and doing and doing, but you can never sit back and and say, man, what do I have to show? That's that's the curse. Your ox shall be slain before your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Meaning you you have a cow, but you can't even eat the steak. And that's not right in Texas. Your donkey shall be violently taken away from your face and not be restored to you. Now, when we talk about people's donkeys, we're talking about someone's Mercedes. That's how they got around. They're going to ta- violently take your away from your donkey right before your face and not be restored to you. Meaning the very best things that you have, the enemy will take it and it will never be restored. That's a curse. Let's say, I'm redeemed from the curse. I'm from the curse. Hallelujah. Amen. Your sheep shall be given to your enemies, and you shall have no one to help you. No one to help you. I'm so glad I've got a helper. Amen. I'm so glad I have a helper. I, I have the Holy Ghost. I, <laughs> he is my helper. He le- never leaves me nor forsakes me. Hallelujah. I'm not without help. Why? Because I'm redeemed from the curse. 
Hallelujah. And, and, and according to the new covenant, if the enemy steals from me, he pays back sevenfold. Hallelujah. I have a covenant with God. The enemy will not steal from me. He will not take my cars from me. He will not take my houses from me. He will not take my grapes from me. Hallelujah. Now get this one. This is something that really went off on the inside of me when I was reading it. Verse 32. Your sons and daughters shall be given to another people. I saw this scripture and I got mad. Your sons and daughters shall be given to another people. Now listen. And your eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day. Your sons and daughters shall be given to another people. Man. How many of you, you, you can say you, you, have, you have children or where they're not serving God? Raise your hand. You have a covenant. It says your sons and daughters will be given to another people. And your eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day. Now listen, and there shall be no power in your hands to prevent it. What is this a picture? It's a picture of, of you, you, ha- you stand there with your family. And all of a sudden, someone comes and takes your children away. And no matter how you try, you can't get them back. That's a curse. And we're redeemed from the curse. If your children are, 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 are away from God and the ch- your children have been taken by, by someone else, I'm going to tell you, you have a covenant. And according to that covenant, you've been redeemed from the curse. And I'm declaring those children are coming home. No longer will you be looking them with longing them that you don't have, that you can't do anything about it, but you look in longing and faith that I have a covenant and my children will be restored to their place in God. My family is restored and my family to generations after me are restored. Why? Because I'm redeemed from the curse. See, this is your covenant of prosperity. This is your covenant of prosperity. Hallelujah. Verse 33. A nation which you have not known shall eat up the fruit of your land and all your labors, and you shall be only oppressed and crushed continually. Mm. I'm redeemed from the curse. In the verse 34, so that you shall be driven mad by the sights which your eyes shall see. When I was looking at this and, and studying this, the connotation... That you're being oppressed and crushed continually and you shall see and be driven mad by the sights which your eyes shall see. Now, when I was studying this and listened to some other people talk about this, one, one of the ways they talked about this is that you get to a place because you've been oppressed so long, you, you become a victim. But it's not that you just become a victim, you settle for being a victim. You settle for the lot you've been given. You settle for the hand that you've been dealt. Because, because it's, you're mad. You, you look at things and you're driven mad by the sights that your eyes still see. Meaning, meaning you no longer care about it. And you just rather would be the victim instead of the, be the victor. Because you've been oppressed for so long. You settle. Because 
No matter what I do, nothing, nothing, nothing ever works. No matter what, 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 what I say, everything always fails. No matter you know, how it ends up, I'm always the one that gets left out. No matter what, I'm all the, always the one on the bottom. And what happens is you settle and you're, you're not in your right mind anymore. I'm not saying you're crazy. I'm not saying that you need to go to a psycho. I'm, I'm saying is, is you're not thinking like God thinks. You're not thinking like one that should have a covenant. Why? Because he's talking about the people that have a right to that covenant. You got to understand he's not talking to people that are, that are nations serving false gods. He's talking to his own people here. And he's saying you're driven mad because, because of these things. Hallelujah. Verse 38. You shall carry much seed out into the field and you shall gather little in. For the locust shall consume it. Man. You shall carry much. Meaning you're sowing a lot. You're sowing fields. You're sowing a whole field. Full of corn. But yet. You just walk out with a little bit. Why? Because the enemy. The locusts have eaten it. See it's. You know, I think it's Haggai that says you're sowing you sow much, but you reap little. And you, it's like you have a, a bag with holes in it. That's a curse. It's a curse to be continually sowing, but never reaping. That's a curse. But I'm redeemed from the curse. My seeds always come up. That's a prideful statement. That's my faith state. That's my faith speaking. You're like, everything you sow, you get a harvest on? As long as I'm living. You're like, well, what about this seed? I'm not dead yet. Every seed I sow, according to the kingdom of God, when it comes to a prayer seed, whether it's a giving seed, is eternal. Hallelujah. And my prayer seeds and my my giving seeds, it says it's like fragrance. Fragrance. In, in, in the heavens. It's, in, in, in Acts chapter 10, you want New Testament for that? It said the very, it's very, it says his alms went up before the throne of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't, I don't, my wife and I, we don't, we don't sow much and reap little. We sow much and we reap much. Yeah. Hallelujah. You really, if you really think about it, you should actually, if you really think about it, if you sow, if you sow one apple seed, you don't just get one apple back. That's right. You get an apple tree that produces, could produce a million apples, which each one of those apples produces a million more, million more trees, which produce a million more apples. Hallelujah. Every year. <laughs> you shall plant vineyards and dress them, but shall never drink of the wine or gather the grapes. For the worm shall eat them. You shall have olive trees throughout all your territory, but you shall not anoint yourself with the oil, for your oil for your olive trees shall drop their fruit. Now listen, you shall beget sons and daughters, but shall not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. I want to enjoy my children. I want to enjoy my family. You know, there's there's times in, in, in our life, you know, with, with our children that, that 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 weren't walking with God. You know, and, you know, four or five years, six years, longer, standing for them, 
And, and maybe, they, they, you know, what if they made, made a decision tomorrow is not to go a different direction is not going to change my covenant. You're really, you're, 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 your children's decision doesn't change the covenant. God doesn't change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. This covenant. You're like, well, isn't he just dealing with Israelites? Isn't he just dealing with with the Jews? Man, well, according to the, if you look at the epistles, I am the true Jew. study, Study the New Testament. The Bible says that we are the true Jews. We've been grafted in. It's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What does Jacob's name turn to Israel? Hallelujah. And we are what? The seeds of Abraham. Amen? Okay, let's, we'll, we'll come back. I'm going to need to go to Deuteronomy 29, and we'll go back to 28. I want you to see this. Because a lot of times people look at Scripture and you say, oh, well, you're reading the Old Testament. How can I, how do I know that's for me? Well, for you have to understand, it's, it's, he's talking about the covenant, and we talked about in Galatians, we've been redeemed of it, and we're blessed with faithful, faithful Abraham. So we're looking at the covenant, but I want you to see here, because it actually even tells us more about who this is for. Deuteronomy 29, verse 9. Keep the words of this covenant and do them that you may prosper in all that you do. You stand this day, all of you, before the Lord your God, your captains of your tribes, your elders and your officers, with all the men of Israel. You little ones, your wives, thy strangers that is in thy camp, from the hewer of thy wood unto the drawer drawer of thy water, that thou should enter into the covenant. What is this covenant? He just said a minute ago. It's to prosper in all that you do. Prosper in all that you do. Prosper in all, everything that you do should prosper. Everything that we have should prosper. Thou shalt enter into the covenant with the Lord thy God and into his oath, which the Lord thy God maketh with thee this day, that he may establish thee today for a people unto himself, and that he may be unto thee a God as he has said unto thee, and as he has sworn unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob. Now keep reading. Neither with you only do I make this covenant. Now listen, neither with you only do I make this covenant. I mean, he's talking about the covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and in Jacob. And neither do you, neither do I make, only make this covenant with you, but with him that standeth here with us this day before the Lord your God, and also with him that is not here with us today. Think about that. This covenant he's talking about, he's putting generations and he's saying, this is for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's for all that are, you, that are here. It's for the man that's standing before and all those that aren't standing here. He's talking about you and me. You know what? We weren't standing there then, but we're standing there now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm a partaker of this same covenant. I'm a partaker of this same covenant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's go back to 28 and just read two more verses and then, and then we'll start to close. Hallelujah. 47. Look at verse 46. 
They shall be, talking about the curse, they shall, these curses, they shall be upon you for a sign and a warning and for a wonder and upon your descendants forever. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness of mind and heart in gratitude for the abundance of all with which he has blessed you. Therefore, you shall serve your enemies. Now, think about this. this is because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness of mind and heart and in gratitude for the abundance of all that he blessed you. What's he saying here? He, he's saying, look, you, you are a blessed people. I, I took you out from bondage. You saw me do miraculous things. I provided in the desert. I do all these things, but yet you didn't, you weren't thankful. You, you, you didn't have gratitude. You, you weren't appreciative of the blessing. You know, as I transition to, transition to close, I, I want you to understand that Thank you, Father. That he has blessed us. It doesn't matter what you might see in your life right now. If you're born again, you are blessed. And so our position in releasing the covenant, I believe on how we activate the covenant and we walk in this covenant is realizing what we've already been given. You've been given this, this covenant. How do you release the co- The covenant is yours, but how do you operate and release this covenant on your behalf? It's through a life of gratitude and thanksgiving. Thankfulness and gratitude are one of the greatest ways to release your faith. Because it's a form of praise and worship. See, they, they didn't have joyfulness. Meaning, meaning they had all these things, but they didn't have joy. Meaning they weren't satisfied that God was enough. They weren't satisfied that God was their source. Yes. They came to a place where, where they were just like, oh, this is nothing. Instead of being thankful. And see, that's how, th- th- this is, of course, the, where we celebrate Thanksgiving this time of year. And you need to release Thanksgiving on behalf and for the covenant that you've already been given. Yes. As I close, let's go to Psalms 115 and I'll close with this. Prosperity, yeah, that's a statement. Prosperity is connected to a heart of thanksgiving. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. A covenant of prosperity. I'm going to read. Starting in verse 9. O Israel, trust and take refuge in the Lord. So who's Israel? They're the seed of Abraham. Lean on, rely on, be confident. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who reverently fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Verse 12, the Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. 
he will bless the house of Aaron. You're like, why? I see he's talking about Israel. And I see he's talking about the priesthood. Well, what about me? Verse 13, he will bless those who reverently and worshipfully fear the Lord, both small and great. See, he's dealing with Israel. He's dealing with his covenant people. He's dealing with, with Aaron. So he's dealing with the priesthood. But now he's talking about those that worship me. I mean, it doesn't matter your background, your, your ethnicity. It doesn't matter if you're, you're a priest, if you're, if, you're, if you're a preacher or not. But do you worship me? He will bless those who reverently worship and fear the Lord, both small and great. I mean, it doesn't matter your, 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 what house you came from. It doesn't matter how big or how tall, small. It doesn't matter. I will bless you small and great. He will bless you. Those that worship and fear the Lord, both small and great, he will bless you. Now, and, and may the Lord give you increase more and more. This same person that's going to worship, this same person that's going to reverence God, this same God that's going to, the same person that's going to honor God, he will increase them more and more, them and their children. Yeah. Hallelujah. Meaning my worship and my thanksgiving, hallelujah, also releases prosperity into generations after me. Hallelujah. May you be blessed of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Hallelujah. The heaven are the Lord's heavens, but the earth has he given to the children of men. The dead not praise not the Lord. See, we go, we go, from, we go from reverence and honor, thanksgiving, and worship, and fearing the Lord, reverencing the Lord to the dead praise not the Lord. That's, that's, that's going back to those ones that, that we just read of in verse 47 where it talked about they, they, they didn't have joyfulness in their thanksgiving. The dead praise not the Lord. Neither any who go down into silence, but we will bless. But we will bless. But we will bless. Affectionately and gratefully praise the Lord from this time forth and forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Prosperity is connected to your praise. Hallelujah. Because what are you thankful for? You're thankful for your covenant. You're thankful for your covenant. You're thankful for your covenant. In Deuteronomy 20, 28, they weren't thankful for the covenant. And here when he says, as we, as we praise him, and as we worship, it says he would bless us more and more us and our children. We will bless the Lord forever. I will bless the Lord. Why? The covenant. The co- anytime you get discouraged because you may see curse in your life, just start thanking him for the covenant. How, any of those curses that we read about things stolen from you, you know, your, your prosperity being gone, your donkey being taken, your children and you, you can't get to them, your, your chick- children being taken, your chicken being taken, that too. But, but <laughs> hey... Never know what comes out. I meant children, but it came out kind of like chicken. So, but the whole thing is releasing the thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Establishing that covenant through our thanksgiving. Father, we are thankful for your covenant. We are thankful for the covenant that you've established with us. We have a covenant of prosperity. And Father, we are thankful. We are thankful. Hallelujah. Just right where you are, stand to your feet and just start thanking him. Start thanking him. 
any of those things where you might have seen your life under the curse, just, just start thanking him. Start thanking him that you're redeemed from the curse. Thank him that you're redeemed from the curse. Hallelujah, you're redeemed from the curse. Hallelujah, you're redeemed from the curse. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're thankful. Oh, we're thankful. We're thankful, hallelujah, for our family. We're thankful for our children. We're, we're thankful for our vehicles. We're thankful for our houses. We're, we're thankful for your job. We're thankful for our jobs. We're thankful for our businesses. We're thankful for our churches. Hallelujah. We're thankful for our, for our leaders. We're thankful for, for our, our fathers in the faith. We're thankful. We're thankful. Hallelujah. We're thankful. Hallelujah. We're even thankful for our enemies. We're thankful for enemies. You told us to bless those that persecute us. Hallelujah. We're thankful for them. Hallelujah. We're thankful for them. Hallelujah. We're thankful. We're thankful. We praise you, Lord. We praise you. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 See the covenant working. See the covenant turning the situations around. See the covenant turning the things around. See the covenant. Hallelujah. Turning whatever your issues are. Turning it around. Turning it around. Hallelujah. The covenant is working. The covenant is working. The covenant is working. Oh, we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. You know, I just, I also saw these things where, hallelujah, help me get this. What I see, what I see, not only are we thanking for the covenant for our personal lives and our world, but I started seeing that and it actually was with you two first. When it, just as I was just praying and thinking, I saw you two in that scripture where it says that your the children would, been, would be taken out of captivity. That we are also agents to bring God's covenant to pass in other people's lives. See, I, I also know, yeah, God does supernatural things, but, but now, you know, he's given, he's, he's given the church to the world. The church is the answer to the world. And you have to understand that you, you may be that person that's going to restore. You may be that person that's going to provide the vehicle. You may be the person that's going to provide the finance. You may be the person that witnesses to someone else's children. That is activating the covenant. Hallelujah. See, see we, we have to, you have to see yourself as a part of bringing God's covenant to pass in the earth. See, I, I, and I just came... Too often we're worried about waiting for a blessing instead of walking in the blessing. Amen. And so, and so but you, have to, you have to be willing to release yourself to be that, that covenant answer to someone else. Hallelujah. But it, it started with you. I just saw people. You are that. I just saw people ministering to other people's children. People you don't know ministering to your children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You know, if you you think about it, God's people had... Yeah, there was things that were taken. The children of Israel went to bondage, but God also had to use use kings and, and use people. Use someone like Nehemiah to go and risk his life to a king to bring God's covenant to pass in his day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Ah, There's a lot more there. I'm just going to need to pray it out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you for revelation, Father. Take us higher. Hallelujah. Take us higher, Father. Mm. That we would be. that just, just as that covenant talks about that the world would look, look on and they would see our prosperity. Hallelujah. Just like with Abraham, the, the Philistines envied, <laughs> envied him. Mm. Hallelujah. So be thankful. Be thankful for your covenant. Hallelujah. We'll give him a shout of praise for his word tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.